You are tuned to the Porch Fiddler Radio Show. Hi there, Eric Wilson here as your host. Welcome to the Porch, where we will hear some old-time fiddle tunes that will get your toes a-tapping, make your heart sing, and fill your mind with memories of the good old days. Our show today is a production of PorchFiddler.com, where you can hear all of our podcasts, read over show notes, find links to musicians and tunes, and catch some interesting porch fiddling videos on my YouTube channel. I would love to hear from you, so reach out and email me at porchfiddler at gmail.com. Let's get this show started with Jim Childress playing the song Turkey Sag. Turkey Sag is an original song written by Jim Childress. He wrote the tune in 1978 and later recorded it with the help of Uncle Henry's favorites, Rick Epping, Jimbo Carey, and Barbara Payne. There is a link in the show notes to Jim's webpage where you can get information to purchase the entire CD of original tunes by Jim, Jim Childress. Our next song is called Free State Hornpipe. It is also known as Hilltop Hornpipe or 
hornpipe in A. This hornpipe takes its name from a portion of Fakir County, Northern Virginia, that attempted to form a free state to avoid paying taxes. John Ashby says the tune came from Winchester, Virginia fiddler Ralph Lamp. Here's John Ashby playing Free State Hornpipe.
1933, Ted Sharp and his band recorded the song Pike's Peak. It is reported that this group came from central eastern Arkansas. The tune has a couple of other possible names, such as Rat Cheese Under the Hill and Prosperity Special. There's a story behind each of those titles, but that is for another day. Let's give a listen to the fiddle tune Pike's Peak. listening to the Porch Fiddler Radio Show. Let's get this show started with Jim Childress playing the song Turkey Sag. We have another song coming up shortly. However, I want to tell you that you can find out more about our show at porchfiddler.com. There you can read the show notes, find links to music, and many more sources of old-time fiddle tunes. If you enjoyed listening to our show today, then please rate and review the Porch Fiddler podcast on the listening platform that you are using. Giving us a five-star rating helps the Porch Fiddler to be heard by more folks just like you that enjoy old-time fiddle music. I'm so glad that you choose to listen to the Porch Fiddler. Our next tune is a fairly widespread song known as Dance all night with a bottle in my hand. Guthrie Mead thinks the tune has some relation to the tune Buffalo Gals. It is also believed to have originated in Georgia. The lyrics bespeak Unionist loyalties in parts of the Southern Appalachians. (laughs) 
Here's a song about drunkenness and mischievousness, both of which I do not personally endorse. It's called Dance All Night with a Bottle in My Hand. If you have something to say to Porch Fiddler, you can email me at porchfiddler at gmail.com. You can tell me what you think of the show, suggest songs or artists that we can highlight on upcoming Porch Fiddler shows, or just reach out and say, hey, I look forward to hearing from you. Mr. J.P. Fraley plays the next fiddle tune entitled Galley Nipper. 
It's time for our weekly story time on the Porch Fiddler radio show. This is the first in an installment of The Adventures of Old Bob, the Fiddle, and the River. Old Bob walked out his front door onto the porch. It was a cold January day, but this Saturday morning was sunny and the air was still. Old Bob's wife, Barbara, was spending the morning babysitting her two-year-old granddaughter. So, Old Bob decided to walk down to the coffee shop. The town that Old Bob lives in is called Grace Harbor. A mighty river flows along the east end of town. Population, 2,000, not including the dogs. The history of the town dates back before the War of 1812 with the British, but when the British came and bombed Grace Harbor, there was nothing left but an old tavern and one house. After that, the town was rebuilt. Old Bob and Barbara lived smack dab in the middle of the city of Grace Harbor. From their kitchen window, they can look between the buildings at the marina and see the sailboat masts and the river stretched out beyond. This morning, old Bob just wanted to get out of the house and hoped to see a few of his friends in town. The coffee shop, Java by the River, was just two blocks away. Standing on the porch, he pulled his hat down over his ears, adjusted his scarf, and put on his gloves. He decided to walk through the alley called Blueberry Lane to get over to the main drag where all the shops and stores are. Washington Street is lined with antique stores, barber shops, and beauty salons, restaurants of all kinds, Italian, a taco shop, a bakery that celebrates 90 years of serving the town, and little stores that sell unusual things. There's a tiny little store that sells everything that is stationary, cards, pens, and everything in between. But the entire store is about as big as a galley kitchen. There's a shop that sells wall decorations that are made from old pieces of wood and wooden pallets and spray painted with detailed designs. There are a number of art galleries, 
a wedding dress store, and even an art supply store. But old Bob's destination this morning was Java by the River. Not that he drinks coffee. Old Bob's favorite hot beverage is hot cocoa. And the proprietors at Java by the River, Jim and Nancy Stewart, know just the way old Bob likes it. Extra hot. A dollop of heavy whipping cream and an extra packet of sugar. When he walks in, he is greeted, Hey, old Bob, good morning to you. Hot chocolate with extra cream, right? Old Bob nods and politely says, Yes, please. Then just give us a minute while we finish up with this other customer. No problem, I'm in no hurry, old Bob replies. He looks around the interior of the store and sees it looks like an antique shop, but there's nothing there for sale. It's just the way they chose to decorate it. The sign on the window says, Best Coffee in Town. There is a coffee shop down the street, and anyone can go to the local 7-Eleven or convenience store to get a quick coffee there. But Jim and Nancy know just the way old Bob likes his hot chocolate, as they serve him his beverage in a paper cup with a plastic lid on top. Bob hands over $2.50 and tells them to keep the change. As Bob turns and walks out of the store, he sees his neighbor who lives just across the street from him, Michael Hardesty. Hey, Michael, good morning. Old Bob, good morning. It's good to see you. Michael says to old Bob, when are we going on a bike ride? Old Bob laughs and says, well, it is January and it's cold out, but I would have to put on my long johns before we'd go on a bike ride. Michael and old Bob laugh. Michael likes to take long bike rides, 20, 30, or 40 miles down the highway. But when old Bob takes his bike out, he just rides around town, down the alleys, along the waterfront, through quiet streets, and then his final leg of his 15- or 20-minute bike ride is to coast down the hill toward the river and look at the lighthouse that stands bright and sure against the wide expanse of the river before it. Michael says he wants to go on this bike ride around town with old Bob someday, and old Bob has promised that they will bike together sometime. But in his mind, old Bob knows that he likes the quiet, alone time on his short little bike rides through town. They say goodbye, and old Bob walks out. Zipping from the plastic lid that has a little hole on the top, old Bob winces from the hot chocolate because it's very hot. But that's just the way he likes it. He warms his hands around the paper cup and starts walking down Congressional Street towards the little park that meets the river. During the warmer months of the year, this little park is always visited by fishermen who come in their pickup trucks, or if they live close by in town, they might pull a little wagon behind them with all their fishing paraphernalia. Even some young boys will carry their fishing poles and skateboard through town, balancing with their fishing poles in one hand, and go down to this little riverside park. They cast their hook into the water to catch carp and catfish, and maybe something else if they're lucky. Old Bob decides to make a turn at the street before the park and walk over to the Beauregard Alley, 
When he gets there, he admires the murals on the walls. Beauregard Alley is just a wide space between two big buildings. The one on the left is a gym for people who like to do CrossFit-type exercise, and the building on the right is an antique shop. The walls that face each other are cinder block walls upon which murals have been painted by a local artist named Beauregard Fisher. Now everyone knows Beauregard as just Beau. Beau is a local in town. He lives on a boat down at the city yacht basin. He rents a slip there year-round. A local and wealthy businessman has commissioned Beau to paint these murals that depict the history of Grace Harbor. From a horse race that was 100 years ago to the brothels and the nightclubs, even a mural of the Canal Lockhouse, which still stands as a museum today, but dates back to when most transportation occurred on the water through canals. Walking down Beauregard Alley, Old Bob sips on his hot chocolate and enjoys slowly taking in the art on these concrete block walls. Nobody is around because it is January, and people don't go walking to look at murals outside on a cold winter day. If they're walking through town, they're either taking their dog out so it can relieve itself, or they're getting their exercise, and they're moving briskly with a plan to get from point A to point B. But in the summer months, Bo is there working on the murals, and people stop by and visit. Even one of his lady friends, Janine, will visit in the evenings. She drinks too much beer and gets all giggly and flirtatious with Beau. But Janine just posted on social media that she's married, not to Beau, but to an older gentleman. I'm sure that marriage works out well for each of them according to their needs. Well, old Bob decides to meander back to his house just a half a block away. He crosses the street, steps up onto the porch, checks the mail, but knows that it's too early for the letter carrier to be coming by yet. With his hot chocolate in one hand and his keys in the other, he lets himself into the house, forgetting that Barbara left the door unlocked for him for his return. But Barbara was at her son's house, taking care of the little one and enjoying playtime with the two-year-old. Old Bob walks over to the fiddle, sets down his hot chocolate, and takes the jacket off. He's anxious to play some fiddle tunes, so he just throws his jacket across the sofa for now. Taking another sip of his rich and sweet hot chocolate, old Bob picks up the fiddle and plucks each string individually, listening to the sound to make sure the fiddle's in tune before he plays it. G. D. A. E. Sounds good. He starts with one of his favorite tunes, Oh Danny Boy. After that, he plays a medley of two old dance tunes, Over the Waterfall and the song Red-Haired Boy. The sound of the fiddle makes old Bob realize that right here in his hands is the friend he was seeking this morning. His fiddle sings and warms his heart. That wraps up an adventure of Old Bob, the Fiddle, and the River. To conclude this episode of Porch Fiddler, we will listen to Charles Walden perform the tune, Norma Lou's Waltz. 
That's our show for today, and I hope you enjoyed it. You can find the show notes of this podcast at www.porchfiddler.com. Please visit our website to support Porch Fiddler and click on the donate button to send a dollar or two our way each month. Also, please give us a five-star rating and review on the podcast app that you use. I want to thank John Lemoncusa for his wonderful collection of old fiddle tunes and musical notations. You can find the link to John's website in the show notes at porchfiddler.com. The intro and ending music on this podcast show is courtesy of my friend Jazar. His website is betterwithmusic.com. Thank you, Jazar. In next week's Porch Fiddler radio show, we will highlight more old-time fiddle tunes. This is Eric Wilson signing off for now. Stay in touch during the week by shooting me an email at porchfiddler at gmail.com or visit porchfiddler.com. Thanks and have a good week. Until next time, keep on porch fiddling.